Welcome in to Pater Sports, part of the Six Pack Coverage Network. Will Dundon, Seth Coggin in here with you tonight. And, I mean, it's Super Bowl week. What What's up, is there to say? Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Uh, until the Titans are in it, you know, I got to downplay the Super Bowl, but when the Titans get in it, it will, like, there will, the two weeks that the Titans win the Super Bowl may not be, like, that will be like I'm truly living in a uh, alternate reality. Um, so I can't imagine what being in the Super Bowl all this, you know, consecutive times in a lifetime looks like or feels like. I can I'll never be inside like the the mind of a Kansas City Chiefs fan who. What's this? They've been there, you know, three several or four times, times now. recently. Yeah. yeah, but Patrick Mahomes, if he wins this one, it's like. I mean, what else has he got to do? Does he wait? How many does he have? Doesn't he just have one? Yeah, this will just be a second. No, <laughs> maybe not like maybe not like all time, but I'm saying, or you know, early on, he's still, dude, he's still, still on pretty his, young. Yeah. Um. So, but he's it's a pivotal one for him, I think, because if you lose it, then it's like he's been so good for so like they've had so many teams that have been you know, the Super Bowl favorite or close to it. Um, and this would be another loss in the, without getting. And then, yeah, and then he's looking at, now I've only got one ring and all these close chances, you know, my teams might not, I might not be able to overcome everything every year. Um, there there may be some down years in there. So, yeah, it makes good, you good matchup. When the goal is seven, if you're going for greatest of all time, Losing one right here, you know, yeah. It, it, it you only get so many game. chances. Like, even though the Chiefs are going to have more chances than the Titans franchise right now, like, they're still numbered. Even if you went to the next 10, this is still just one of 10. Um, yeah. It's, and it's you like you got to win the majority of those. Yeah. You, you still, yes, you would, if you went to the next 10, you'd have to win the majority of them. Um, so you cannot miss any uh, in the middle. But I mean, this is I love I really like this Eagles team. Um, I'm riding yeah. with the Eagles. I, I don't know if we're we're talk I mean, might as well go ahead and talk into like what yeah, we're go for it. what we're thinking. But I think the Eagles all around just play such a awesome brand of complimentary football. Um stout defense, just strong running game. I mean, that O-line is ma- like maulers um love to see that and i just i think they will challenge the chiefs and press them in so many facets that they're not like the chiefs will kind of i don't know if cracks the right word but i just think they will be found a little more vulnerable uh i think it's a really great matchup i i heard i mean and this is this is how we get to do like sport takes and stuff like i heard someone say and these days we get to hear so many takes like we hear people say people will say anything, but they're like, yeah, I don't really think this is like a good matchup. And I was like, how could you couldn't like be more wrong? These are heads and shoulders. These were are two the great class teams. of the NFL right now, yeah. like with two awesome young quarterbacks and, you know, just, just so exciting the way that they play, you know, just really good football teams consistently through the year earn their way um, to be here. So I'm excited. It will be fun. It's always a fun party. Um, hosting a Super Bowl party always, you know, can't go wrong. I think maybe that's where we need to go. We we can go there now, we can go there later, but like, 
Oh, we're gonna hit you, the Super Bowl party aspect of it. Definitely. What are you bringing? Yeah, what, what's what one a, dish? Are you, I mean, it's almost too easy to say the buffalo chicken. Dip, that's almost gotta, too easy to say. Gotta throw it in there. If, if it is not, if buffalo chicken dip is not your Super Bowl number one, I it's invalid. You you just don't know ball. But no, you gotta have some kind of main dish. It doesn't. You don't have to have all of them, but you gotta have either pizza or wings. I feel like the I feel like those are the two staples of a Super Bowl party. There's probably people out there that are doing sandwich platters or something too. That's a good move. I don't know what else would be kind of you the know main would be good. Dish. You know what I might do? I'm just kind of thinking through this now. I'm just brainstorming live with the with the people, but a little Italian roast beef sammies. Ooh, that could be a good nice. Hot sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Kind of depends. Maybe a little weather flexible. Uh we'll see where we're <laughs> like if it's nice and cold. I mean, we're bringing some chili. Like I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'm definitely pro bring a big old pot of chili. I'm also thinking maybe a little nacho competition this year. That's good. Just straight That's up good. bring bring some ingredients. We're having a big old like a nacho comp. Um, just go kind of crazy with it. The thing about the Super Bowl party too is, yeah, you can have those main dishes. You can go all apps if you want to. It's kind yeah. of a bold move, but you can do it. You can get away with it for sure. If they're meat, you got to have enough meat in the apps. Like a buffalo yeah. chicken dip is a main app. Like that thing's got some density to it. It, it, it'll it fill you up. If like, you know what I'm saying? Like it'll, Oh yeah. if you come hungry, you can eat some buff chicken dip. Um, but you yeah, you definitely got to have a couple, you, you got to have a couple desserts as well. Some sort of brownie or cookie or yeah, a, a cookie, just something light that plays, you know, like even, it's dessert's not usually the main uh main event of the Super Bowl party. It's more no, of the, but it's uh, it's it's one of those you look up and you go, Oh shoot, I've had eight cookies already. Like you just oh, kinda it sneaks could, up on it's you. a dangerous they're also tend to be maybe smaller cookies even. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've had a I've downed quite a few Oreos, maybe even at a Super Bowl party, <laughs> like through the years. Maybe it was even like a youth group party or something. Like, oh man, I'm snacking on these little cookies. Um, but yeah, maybe some Choco chip cookies could go good. Maybe the, I need a brain. I need a. I need a brainstorm a little of what the. I don't have the. I don't have the setting for whatever party we're doing yet. Yeah. So. Do you have? Do you have planes yet? Uh no, I'm trying to be pretty fluid right now. You know, it's it's early in Super Bowl week. I'm I could host at the drop of a hat because of my current situation, uh, and I got good TV situation. I know I'm ready to host if called upon, but. I'm I'm seeing if someone else wants to throw a little party. I'll bring I'll bring the goodies. Um so we'll stay fluid. Um uh, we'll jump in where where we need to be. But I'll definitely be throwing down in the kitchen, no matter where it's at. No matter where. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of at the point where I'm just sort of putting feelers out, seeing whatever because you know what's gonna happen is once you hit once you hit like Friday, you're gonna know of about three or four Super Bowl parties oh, going yeah. on. Oh yeah. I'm already which playing, is, yeah. Which is I'm what's beautiful to bring about a substantial amount of food. That's yeah. what I offer. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get into a good party. I'm prepared to <laughs> throw down on the food. Like, you need pigs in a blanket. Like, I'll 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 just drop you eight straight things that we'll we'll bring to the party. The beautiful thing about the Super Bowl is it represents. I know for you and me specifically what we love about sports and it's just the fact that you can get everyone together and the Super Bowl is truly just about an American holiday. 
you know, it's everyone as, as you could be first. Everyone drops play. everything and is like, we're going to figure out a way to get everyone together and watch the game. Yeah, it does. It is the game that transcends all games. Like it is the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the game. If you don't care about games at all, like this is the game. Um, and then they fill it with so much, you know, entertainment. Yeah, entertainment and pop Outside culture. The, even yeah. out, yes, that's just surround. It's just all eyeballs somehow, some way are being drawn to the Super Bowl. Um, and it does. Yeah, it really just brings a lot of people together. And it's a fun one because it brings some non-sports people to, you know, an event that we all do care about. And it's 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 just the camaraderie that we enjoy with sports. Then you throw in great food, great drink, you know, good times and a, a, a just enjoyment of of the the American game. Did you see, I saw this on Twitter, but someone was saying Tennessee lawmakers are making a move to make the Monday after the Super Bowl a, a, an official holiday, give everyone like a day it. off work. I like it. I did I did see that. I scanned it. I don't know too much. I don't want to speak uh, you know, you know, know too, too deeply it, on yeah. the... Uh, but I do know that uh, old Chris Columbus, I don't, you know, is not the most squeaky clean figure in the history of all sorts and things. So, you know, hey, what's the NFL done? <laughs> but bring joy to the people, you know. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. If, if, yeah, right. even if you want to get, if people want to be offended or whatever on on that side, it, you call it. You don't call even it the Super Bowl just holiday. Drop everything. Just drop everything. Yeah. Just say holiday. Yeah. All right, we're giving you guys a holiday. It's Call just, it the day after the just, Super Bowl if you want. Like, yeah, that's what it's it your is. Your holiday. It's your day. If you don't care about the Super Bowl, you're still getting the holiday. So just just enjoy it. Yeah. Who's gonna complain about that? Who's that's gonna complain a, about a day off? That's a European thing that I enjoy. Is the concept of holiday? Like it. It seems like more of a a thing in where you're just like, oh, I'm taking a holiday. Like we only we think of the holidays, but it's like. No, I'm just kind of taking an enjoyment break, like a holiday. Let people just have fun where they're at on Sunday, like just let loose. And it, it makes Sunday even bigger day if you give Monday off. Yeah, definitely. We will. Let's jump in a little bit just to you said you're riding with the Eagles. Yeah. What do you, what do you like about the game? How do you see it going? I just I just can't get away from the balance that the Eagles seem to have. And then you have high star power, like having having two A1 wide receivers changes things just dramatically. Um, so, and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, Jalen Hurts has obviously proven himself to be a very valid and very good, you know, great quarterback this season. Um, and so, and he has those guys to throw to um, combined with the way their offensive line can just control kind of the line of scrimmage. I I just I like them too much to um, I like them too much to bet against them. And like I said, I'm a I'm a native son of Philadelphia. <laughs> I can't say that enough. Like I, I I just am attached to the city of Philadelphia in some way, shape, or form. So gotta go with the birds. Go birds! Dude, I like Philadelphia too, just because fly, of the offensive line. I think the biggest. Or the most impressive highlight for me was the one that kept surfacing of that first touchdown they scored against the Niners, where the line of scrimmage started at the line of scrimmage, obviously, and ended 
yeah. in the end zone. The entire offensive line, the push they had is ridiculous. And I think I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be both teams scoring in the 30s type game. Uh, but I just see Philadelphia's pass rush, like Hassan Reddick getting back there a few more times, just causing a little more havoc. We're probably going to see some awesome Mahomes plays like he always has where he scrambles around and tosses one underhanded somewhere. But I think he's going to get hit just enough. I'm riding with the Eagles too, so pay dirt. We're going with the Eagles. Go Birds! Let's go Birds! How can you – I mean, did you watch him sing Fly Eagles Fly the other night? No. That was awesome. So after they got the trophy, they all sing fly like saying fly eagles fly, which I don't know. I don't really know fly eagles fly, but it's just awesome that they have a song that like everyone knows. Just the bird like it's like rock, you know, it's like not not the same, but how Tennessee fans know Rocky Top, you know, like yeah. everyone could sing. It's they don't it's not like an official fight song like that, but it was cool to see everyone like the Titans. The Titans and, and part of Who this is yeah, yeah. Part of this is they are still trying to find that kind of stuff, and like they're trying to, you know, as a franchise. The Eagles are rooted in a deep tradition. Yeah, and that does tradition. that does go back a lot longer. But the Titans have been around long enough to have stuff that matters. You know what I mean? This was something, and I, I didn't plan to talk about this or even think about it, but and a fellow said that like the Titans were still in their infancy as a franchise. And it made me just like, and not not even get mad or blow up or anything. It was just like, what are we thinking? Our, it, we have been around for like 28 years as a franchise. <laughs> we have been in this league at the highest level with the same, all these other people. We have won. We have won division titles. We have gone to conference championships. We have made the Super Bowl. We are not in the infancy like that. You can't defend any of our moves as a franchise. Oh, because we're still young as a franchise around the block. And like, you can't judge that as the standard. At the end of the day, I'm saying. Hey, is your mic all right? I think you're going in and out a little bit. You good? Right. We'll make it right. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. No, that's yeah. I don't understand that. Was it from like a Titans fan? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, that's the thing. I hear it from people who are quote unquote Titans fans. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, we went to the Super Bowl almost a quarter century ago. Like it hasn't been, we're not brand new. Uh, And I don't even know. I mean, maybe we're, I mean, we're definitely one of the younger franchises, but there's definitely franchises younger than us out there. Um, yeah. That don't, but I mean, it doesn't even, like, the youngness, like, now you could say we're broke. Like, you could say, like, they don't want to spend, you know, big, big money. And to some extent, that's true, but not even really, like, either. Like, they've shown that they will spend money and, and would again, you know, when truly called upon. Uh, so, like that was all like, oh, we're small market. And it's like, well, Nashville's like the most popular city in the country. Like you're you're Yeah, we're not small market anymore. You're not really small. Yeah, you're not, especially in the media age where like Nashville is a focal point of media. Like it is truly a focal point of media. You are not a small market team. Um, you have a mentality of one, but that doesn't just grow up. It's the infancy of a fan base, though. That not even infancy, but it's like it is the fan base as a whole is young because, you know, just 
through years of being divided, like people just came from all different backgrounds. And even if they adopted Titans, it was like, well, I'm a Steelers and a Titans fan, you know, so, you know, just cause it's like, well, I'm a Steelers fan, but I live in Nashville. So now I'm Titans fan, but you know, which is actually kid, embarrassing. Cause it's, it's yeah. like, they're saying the Titans are such an innocent little franchise that it's no big deal if I cheer for them too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not every, I mean, that's certainly not everybody, but I'm just saying that is a decent, but see, that's what I'm, the kids are those, those were the dads, you know, that first got in with the Titans, you know, when it was young, but then the, so the kids went to the Titans, you know, I feel like a lot of us kids, I grew up to be a Titans fan, not because just because I went to Titans game. Like I didn't go to, I liked the Cowboys, but I never went to Cowboys games, bro. I was in Nissan stadium, like cheering for like, I, it was embedded into me because I was there. Um, so <laughs> I just think a lot of it like weeded out a lot of the other fan bases um, because it was more pure, just like, no, I'm hundred percent Titans. It was um, organic. Yeah. But we are still kind of young and cultivating like that where I don't know a life without the Titans, I guess that's another way to put it. Yeah. That's a good point. Like the Titans have been, I are, you know, was from Nashville. Titans were in Nashville my entire life. Um, so just, we they got to get to the point. The who run it thing was just kind of gimmicky. Didn't we have something right before that? I don't I know. They should have really... just stuck with the pain train. The pain train know. was pretty sweet. Yeah, and just singing Johnny Cash. That works. I like Johnny Cash. I like Music Johnny City. Cash going into the fourth. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why we got away from that. Just start singing classic country. Some old Nashville Music City stuff. Yeah. It works. It's even kind of gimmicky, but at least it makes sense. It should bring in third down for what? They do do the the first down. Hoo, hoo. <laughs> I like that actually, and I kind of wish more. I wish it was just one though, like oh, yeah, you know, like one collective. That's uh, yeah. After I was I doing, I was hitting the. I hit. I I hit a good amount of oh when I'm in the Titan Stadium. I hit, say well, that. it's because they do three. You do, and once you do two, you're kind of like, ah, do I get? Do I really need to do another one? <laughs> yeah, I do like the collective. Um, I don't know. I'm maybe we'll start thinking of some and just need to orient it our or like you know get it going ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I mean those all kind of need to be organic anyway to really take hold. Um the strongest we've ever sounded as a crowd is like Channing Henry, which is you you know it's a yeah. nice one to chant. Henry. Yeah. Henry. That's like the most unified the Titans fan like it's like we might not know any other player, but we definitely know Derrick Henry. Yeah, and he is awesome, and we are all like, that is sick. <laughs> like, what he's doing is sick. I'm a witness to that. Henry, Henry, just deep. Oh, man. But, you know, the Super Bowl is also odd to me to get to go way back around because it's so isolated as like a football game. Like, the Super Bowl is so far removed from the meat of the football season, like, back in, you know, mid-November. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just – I mean, and, I mean, I know football led up to it, but even it's two weeks removed from two games. Like, there's only been three games in the last, like, five weeks. Or not five weeks, I guess, but, like, last three weeks or so. Um, and so we've been slowly, like, weaning off football, and it's, like, the last – because once Super Bowl's over, then, I mean – it's going to be a minute before you see some good snaps. Now, not us, because Pater will be, you know, dialed into the both the XFL 
the AFL, the USFL, USFL. We will be, we will have you covered. Yeah, the um, AFL, the Arena League is back. Legitimately, if the cats. If the cats come back, that would be turned. Dude, I would love. Like, we've got to figure out a way to do that. That'd be so easy to make happen, too. I actually need to start campaigning maybe for Little Rock to get a team. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be cool, Little Rock. Did you know they? This was a my. I think I mentioned this on the pod before, but there was a couple years ago. It was right before COVID, so they canceled the league. But it was going to be an indoor league, and they were going to have a Music City Fire team. Oh yeah, the, play at the Ag Center in Franklin. I remember that right yeah, down the road from me, man. I would have gotten season tickets. The actually, higher that would have been a disgusting product. Oh yeah, I can't lie. It would have been rough. Dude, I think I want to say one of the local, like Independence's offensive coordinator, was going to be the. Offensive oh, coordinator that's right. It was like we're just hiring. We are hiring local talent, baby. We are hiring. I mean, Who's like I probably knows ball. Like I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's qualified to call plays in the whatever league it was. I'm sure. Yeah, that is a funny. Like, how do you staff those things? He's running oh. late for the game because Independence had a team meeting. He's like, "All right, guys, I got a, I got my main job." Fire. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, I would love to see Nashville um, get a get an arena team again. I don't know if it's now you're playing the game of are you too big market for something like that. I actually would like them to get an arena team back, but it be the Venom, the Vipers. Yeah, no, the Venom. Yeah, it was the Venom. Nashville Venom. Surrender to the hiss, baby. Surrender to the hiss. Surrender to the hiss. Dude, man, that's some. That was an all timer. That was an all timer. Only true football fans or guys who went to high school in the mid teens of 2000s know about the Nashville Venom. You got to be really in the weeds to know to have been to i actually want to know that i want to i want to talk and personally talk to every single person that ever went to a nashville venom game yeah we need to all get together take for that some. long yeah no i think we could all fit back in that arena definitely it was pretty empty when we would go i'm not gonna lie yeah. i got to and go in the most locker of those room. people that were there were probably came all the time like, I don't feel like they were getting a lot of outside. We got to go on the field after the games. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were in every single promotion that they had. Gosh, I love this sport. That was some good ball, though. I got that. That dude singing Surrender to the Hiss was amazing. I, I loved it. Like, I was a true supporter of it. I wish more people had gone. I wish it had been a bigger thing. Yeah. Um. I only like I I laugh about it because it is pretty funny, but not to make jest of like those are people, those are real guys out there playing football, like making money to play football. Like I respect it, and I will watch and I will enjoy. Um. And wish I was kind of out there slinging it, like arena football. Like, all right, let's pad up, let's get out there. I can get, I can catch some balls. I'll hit. I'll, Dude, that's uh, what I'm saying though. You put you put football in Nashville, and I will go watch it. Especially if it's cheap and accessible and a like a funny th- a fun thing to do on a night. Yeah, it's not my Sunday afternoon plan, but no, on Tuesday nights I do go watch the Venom. Dude, we won the championship our first year in the league. <laughs> Champs, that's um, awesome. All right, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reel it back in a little bit. Um, 
Let's talk j- real quick. We'll just cover this because we were talking about it before the pod, but we talked a little bit about it is college basketball season. We haven't talked a lot about it. I know Trucial, uh, when he gets back on in the next week or two, he's got some plans to cover a lot of college basketball in the NBA with some other guys. Uh, so we won't take too much from him. But we did mention how you and me specifically, I guess, I mean, we're we're watching our teams. We're having fun. It's still college basketball. We enjoy watching big games. But you are when when your team is in a situation where you know your tickets pretty much punched uh, for March. As a fan, especially like we were talking about earlier, as a Tennessee fan, you're really just sitting here waiting for March because that's all that really matters. And especially for Tennessee and Rick Barnes, you know that's been the Achilles heel, kinda. You know, a couple of Sweet Sixteen appearances, at least I think one or uh, I think two, at least one. Um, but that's been kind of the knock on him so far his career at Tennessee. And I think Vol fans are still really excited and having fun with this season, but that does seem to me to be kind of, uh, what's in the air. There is just people saying, all right, let's just get to March. Cause you are, I mean, they're ranked number two in the nation. It doesn't even feel like that to me for some reason. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're playing great. But it, it, it might be because it's not as talented necessarily as those Grant Williams, Schofield, Bone teams. But, I mean, what what are you feeling if you're a Vol fan? Are you just getting ready for that? How do, What does Rick Barnes, if he, what does success look like for Rick Barnes in the tournament? I don't know. I think I think a success is at, least, at minimum at Elite Eight. That's how I feel. Like, you got to go as far. Like, Tennessee, for – for the validity of the for the you know type and strong program as it is has not had a lot of tournament success just through its history, um, you know because One they really are Bruce Pearl, and so and I was speaking to this that Rick Barnes has this season is a testament to how far he has raised the bar at Tennessee. Like five years ago before or six years ago before Rick Barnes, no matter how they were doing it, if Tennessee scraped its way to top five in the country, people would be kind of freaking out and just us. Yeah. They would be beside themselves at all these wins. And like, they would just be up in arms of um, support and excitement for the, and excitement for what comes next. I think that is why, and it's a strange psychology that Rick Barnes, you know, kind of has on the ball fans because there is some bit of trepidation about March. There is some bit of like, I know we're really good right now and we're winning a lot of games, but like, I, are we going to do it in March or are we going to fall flat again? Because it's just happened too much of a pattern, not only at Tennessee, but also that was his biggest problem really at Texas. And so at some point, the, the randomness of the tournament is bizarre, and it sub- seemingly has worked against Rick Barnes. Why is that? Why has he has put great teams in the tournament time and time again? How has the chaos negatively affected Rick Barnes more than like other people? Um, so you see that the team is doing great, and that's fun and it's enjoyable, but it's just never – it's always going to be in the back of the mind until he does it. Um, and if, and he's truly on the brink of like, if they get bounced in the second round or before, I think he's truly in like 
what are we really doing here? What 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 is it going to take? Because he, you you go through just another regular season as just a dominant force, um, but we still we we still have nothing to show for it. Like, yeah, you've had great seasons. You've you know built a strong foundation, but we have nothing to show for it. Um, it's a it's a tough spot. I'll just cheer for him to have success this year and answer those questions. And you know. They deserve it. They've had good, Tennessee has had good enough teams over the past. Rick Barnes is just just Rick Barnes's tenure to make the to make a Final Four to make a legitimate run at you know a championship, um, but they just haven't they haven't finished it in the tournament. So um, hopefully this this group of players finds that extra edge to win in March um, and maybe through. I don't know. It's it's a pivotal. In a time when the program seems so strong, like the Tennessee basketball program right now is strong. I mean, they're they've been at the top of the SEC for the last several years, if, and they've won you know some regular season and conference championships, I believe. Um, yeah, won the tourney last year. Yeah, so they have been just right up there, and you know haven't lost at home in so long, but you just still lack, and they're top five currently. Like they're not only in a good spot you know, <laughs> from an overlook, they are top five in the nation currently, like right there on the precipice to win another SEC championship. They are a potential for a one seed, you know, but it would all boil down. Like it still would not really matter uh, until you do more in March. And that standard isn't even a championship. Like if you reach an elite eight, we will, it will be celebrated because that's just a level that Tennessee has owned. That's the highest they've reached so if you reach that you know that level then it should be celebrated and that's a hard place you know um that's a hard place to get to but yeah i think you i think you said it rick barnes has set the bar so high in some aspects where you know even if he gets to i mean if you go to a sweet 16 this year i think everyone is kind of like okay like no one's super excited but I don't think you're at the point where you're really on the hot seat. I think there are yeah. going to be Tennessee fans who do bring that up, but I don't think you can really do that, especially like, I just don't believe this team is quite as talented as some of the other ones he's had. Um, I mean, I do think their defense is insane and that's credit to him. So we'll see how they do. Yeah. But I do think unless you get to that elite eight, you're just going to have some, melancholy fans out there that are not super excited because like we said you said it to where okay we know you can coach basketball and we know these teams have the ability to go farther um and it's just not happening for whatever reason i think like you said if you get bounced in the first or second round it's going to be a real problem yeah yeah bounce before a sweet a sweet 16 appeases like and it is a sweet 16 is a great accomplishment like to, and then combine, that's a good season of basketball. Like, you know, it just ended, it ended in the tournament. Um, but if you get bounced before that, cause they're going to be a high seed again. Like it's cause this, this time you're going to be a two or a one most likely. Um, and you're going to be right up there and you gotta get past, like you cannot get bounced in those first three rounds or it will be hot. It will be hot if he does that. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the one making that decision. So Let's just hope he and I won't be. Um, so let's let's just hope that he gets. You know, I'd like Tennessee to make a run. It'd be fun. Um, so, 
Yeah, and that's what's kind of funny about these these runs in March Madness too is this if Rick Barnes is able to to get to a Final Four one of these years, I'd say Final Four minimum. Uh, if you're able to get to one of those, that kind of saves you. That like gives you. It's like now nah, one Final your- Four changes one Final Four and Rick Barnes is it goes down as a statue coach. At ten, like at ten, like honestly, one, yeah. One final four because one final four probably gets you a few more years. It probably that's gets what you I'm a saying. Few more, yeah. It probably gets you a few more conference champ. You know, just a few more, get a ton of wins, and he's won a ton of games. Um, and you've taken a team the farthest anyone's ever gone as a male yeah. coach there. Um, and that's what's you know that's what's really interesting about Tennessee basketball too is the female program overshadows the male success bar none. Like, you know, the in terms of championships and all that kind of stuff. So interest like they, they don't they don't have a ton of recognizable coaches, um truly exceptional coaches. Yeah, no, I mean it would it would have been Pearl, um, but you know, the whole the whole scan scandal even sounds too harsh, but the whole scandal went down with him and you weren't able to see the fruits of all the labor that could have been um, because there's a lot of Tennessee fans, myself included, that believe he would have made a run to at least a final four with Tennessee, maybe even a national championship. Uh, Just seeing what he's done with Auburn and seeing what he was doing with Tennessee. But yeah, you touched on, I think Barnes going to a final four, making a big run like that, not only is everyone happy with it, but you do just add years to your, no, no one's questioning you for a few years. You make a run yeah. to a Final Four, even you get bounced the next year early. It's like, hey, you know what? He made it to a Final Four that one year. Yeah, that's all. That and matters. he's like, and he's built such a solid base. He's recruited well. Um, he's got, I mean, like, he's still and he's developed well. He's loaded. Well. He's got, yeah, he's got things loaded. You know, for years to come with good players already kind of you know interact to. Um, he's already got a strong. He's in a good spot, and if you make a Final Four, you're gonna have most likely continued success. Um, and who knows, you make one final four and the next year you might break through to a championship. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. I think he just got to He's got to burst that bubble of um, just that getting over the hump. Like he needs to get to that second weekend and win the first game because you get to the second weekend, you're in the sweet 16, but then you win that first game. At least you get to like, then whatever happens happens uh, in the elite eight, you know, but put yourself – you got to put yourself in that position, especially as a one seed because, like, you know, there there's not a lot of four seeds even that are truly fantastic, like that are truly yeah. exceptional teams. Now, they might play great. They might get hot. But, like, they're not exceptional. Like, Tennessee has the capability to play like an excellent team. Uh, and so if they do that and they match up, you know, match up well – and defense does – that's the craziest thing about like defense. Their defense has been so strong, and that's not that's usually something that propels people in March. Um, but it just hasn't quite caught on for a for a hot run. But well, and to me, year. it just it there's just a, almost a for, a foreshadowing of they're going to run into some team that just gets hot from like the three point line or something, you know. And that's kind of been. It reminds me back when they played Purdue a few years ago, and I don't even remember the guy's name, but just started raining threes, and there was nothing you could really do about it. Um, now there was a controversial call there at the end as well. But, you know, you just got to 
they seem to have run into a buzzsaw every year. Um, I won't I won't say that quite as much, I guess, with Michigan last year. Michigan obviously did yeah, that was a super bad well. One. That was but... a bad that was a bad one. Well, didn't Michigan go? I think far? honestly that loss, you know what I think? I think that loss is affecting fans now, even. Like the mm-hmm. way you ended that season was so bitter, so just like gross kind of to lose to that Mich that it just stuck like it's just kind of left that bad. I don't know. You're just not able to get quite like if I don't know if you have a good run last year and then this team is, you know, then you're feeling much more excited. But to just I don't know that that's your most immediate feelings of the tournament, even like so when you think about March, that's like you're like, oh, you associate it with that <laughs> kind of last feeling that you felt. And that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. When do the conference tournaments start up? Is that in they March or is that late March, February? They are the first first weekend of March, maybe. No, the second weekend of March, I believe. Like the 10th around there. And then March they hop 10th. right into March Madness the week after. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, we are loading up for just – Good basketball action. That is the most fun part to like that is really the true symbol of like, all right, basketball season's really turning up. It's February, but like then the Super Bowl goes off and it's like, all right, basketball is the main dish, and we are getting to these serious parts. Um, get into the these are what the teams are really gonna look like going in. You know, a basketball team that plays in December looks very different than the same team that plays um in March. And yeah. you see the you see the good coaching uh, through the season that make their teams better. That's why, as an Arkansas fan, I get encouraged under Musselman because I've seen year after year his teams have improved greatly. Um, now you could cut him some, you know, why did they need to improve so much? Like why weren't they improved from the jump? You could almost say that, but it's hard to argue with the results because they seem to be playing their absolute best basketball in March. And when it, when when they need to, they can bring on their best game. Um, and I think that's maybe something go back to Rick Barnes that, that kind of lacks with that is, you know, his teams play great during the regular season, but are they truly playing? Like you think back to that uh, Grant Williams team, like at one point that team was playing as good as like any basketball, like, they were stringing together games, like full games of just dominance there, you know, but they it was scored kinda, any, it, it, you, it was you, like, you had a guy in Grant Williams who could score at any moment, basically, but they just, yeah, they didn't quite put together their best game in the tournament. Uh, yeah. And they had, that's when you really have to have it most. So, woo, man, we're getting into, we're getting into some March feels early, some, the madness is is creeping up on us. Well, it's it's that time of year. We we've said it before on this podcast, and don't get me wrong. I I think I love the meat of college football season more than anything. That's my favorite time of year. But there is something pretty awesome about once you hit uh, really New Year's Eve. Now with the college football playoff games, you go into the national championship game. Basically, a month later, get the Super Bowl month after that get march madness going march madness carries you for a while and then you hop into the masters if you're a hardcore sports fan you know um so it is a, it is definitely a fun time of year and as a sports fan it's just it's great having all these kind of back to back to back to back yeah march madness 
and we're getting to extra celebrate it this year. So is there a better is there a better sporting event than March Madness? Not that I've ever seen for just pure enjoyment of sport. Like it is just a true. Right. You don't need, of, you don't have to have a dog in the hunt whatsoever. No, no, you somehow get it. It somehow tra- it it transcends sports to some extent. Like you just understand that this is you're seeing teams fight for their destiny, fight for their lives out there. It is over if that. Like every single team, every game that you see is an elimination game, like back to back to back. Like it is all they are all going home. And that is what makes sports. So, it's like they're all game sevens of the finals. And then if you win that one, you play another game like it is all do or die. Well, and that's um, what's beautiful. It's any team that remotely has a chance to win, has a chance to win. And it's all that's that's all it is. It's 64 teams. Put them in there. Best one comes out on top. There's nothing unfair about it. Yeah, you get in and you're, it's you're in. so awesome, dude. If they they've kind of been speaking on maybe expanding the tournament, and that would be just crazy to me. Like, I don't even. I don't think you need to, but yeah, that's a, it's like so it works so well with six, like it don't just don't works. change the something 